The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters Podcast. a cowardly golf ball collector, a fictional war-torn country, a pathetic Arab, and more random cutaways than a Monty Python Flying Circus episode. Well, we're not sure, <laughs> but we're here to talk about it. Yeah, we are. This is Ernest in the, the Army. Army. Yeah, maybe that's it. I'd be an expert on driving those big rigs. Gentlemen, this is your GMC Napa Sonoma Mendocino 3000. It is the ultimate urban assault vehicle. It has 67 cylinders, 3,000 horsepower, seating capacity, one. It has enduro flex suspension, monoflagellating carburation, and all models made after 1997 has the extra large uh, cup holder. Uh, Episode two of our French Fried series, which... Apparently, he's getting off to a roaring start. Oh my gosh, this is uh, escalated quickly into a project that I don't know about its future. Yeah. <laughs> we certainly need to get treat ourselves to something better next time around. Yes. Uh, uh, well, not giving too many spoilers away here <laughs> for how this is going to go. But hey, come on. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? So um, this is Ernest in the Army. The now. Depending on exactly how you quantify this, mm. the ninth or tenth in the series, because technically he played Jim Varney, plays mm. Ernest, Ernest Wall. He played Ernest P. Wall. Ernest P. Wall. <laughs> he played the character in a film that wasn't a specifically just Ernest film, mm-hmm. but then that launched this side thing. See. So this uh, is the ninth. Earnest film that so was released. Depending on your devotion to the Ernest series, and uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, whether you count that as canon or not. Um, yes, it's listed on Wikipedia as the tenth and final film to feature the character of Ernest. Uh, yeah, but, but I would view it as the ninth in the, the franchise yes, of the Ernest films. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, isn't the death that, knell, <laughs> as <yes>. it were. <laughs> yes, not yes. Uh, obviously, after this one. Jim Varney died before he oh, I, I did not mean that to be a play on words at all. <laughs> yes, I know. But, but yes, then why was there not another one after this? Was it because they weren't able to make one before he died? Or? He's out about every three months, so I don't know why they <laughs> yeah. it should take too long. Um, oh, before we go too far here, though, should we really quickly recap what we're doing here in this oh, yes, series? Please, please do. Take, take okay. it away, Brian. So... This was my lovely brainchild, which I am now disowning <laughs> and putting up for adoption. <laughs> Anyone, you can have it. Um, so the idea was, um, in light of um, kind of certain things that are also going to Paul's life, this was a, a nice creative way to do new <laughs> reviews without having to go to the theater. Yes. Um, so the idea, essentially, we see the last... Uh, known <laughs> film in a franchise that either one or both of us feel has run its course. Um, 
Now, the basic ground rules are that we do not have to have seen all of them in the franchise. Yep. Um, if we, whatever films we have seen in the franchise, that is all we are allowed to see. Yeah, no additional um, up, No additional researching. Um, yeah, so we just tackle the latest one uh, and see <laughs> how it goes. Us explaining why we feel that Hollywood franchises go on too long. Like, this yeah. is what these this films is, turn yeah, that was, into. Thank you. That's the, uh, one of the main points is that, um, <laughs> yeah, these reboots and remakes and sequels um, can, can go horribly wrong. And we have now a couple examples. I, yes. <laughs> Which so, some might argue this one never got off to a horribly wonderful or a wonderful yeah, start. Uh, yes. Um, I so, know there are fans out there, but yeah. as you were so, saying... So um, yes, obviously this one was, um, like I say, teased announced actually yeah. in the previous one of these that we did and as I'll quickly go over, yes, Jim Varney played Private Ernest P. Wall. He also played Army Captain and Arab on Quicksand. Mm-hmm. And not to jump too far ahead, but I felt he was actually trying to kind of be Lawrence of Arabia there. <laughs> well, that's the whole like opening credits felt very Lawrence of Arabia. The, yeah. uh, the font and the serious nature of it. Yeah, for yeah. a second, I I almost thought I was kind of thinking like comedy and then desert was like. Uh, did they bother from Tank Girl? Like, are we about to see a post-apocalyptic thing <laughs> well, here? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess we should recognize, like, this is a, um, this isn't new ground for comedians to, no. you know, uh, obviously, uh, I would say Bill Murray did this decidedly better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would even say Pauly Shore did this decidedly better. <laughs> yeah, with his first. army movie. Um, what was it? In the Army Now, I believe. Uh, well, I believe that was no. him and then Bill Murray would be Stripes. And then, of course, yes, Stripes yes. Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, others, yeah, so not new territory, but perhaps new woes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, I would have given anything to um, been able to review either the Christmas, Jail, or Scared Stupid, because those are, those are the ones I have seen previously, and... I mean, who knows how well they've aged. I, I'm not expecting them to be great, but uh, yes. or even good, but they are certainly tolerable. <laughs> I, I decidedly found this film intolerable. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know how you were able to view this. I found it on YouTube in nine, like, eight to ten minute chunks, right. which was a blessing. Um, because, I mean, while there weren't really breaks like we... Like I had with Please Academy with the crackle commercials. Um, This at least I could pause and see, oh, I'm four (laughs) minutes through this ten minute chunk. Okay, I can get through this ten minutes. (laughs) And then a new one would start, oh, I can get through this eight and a half minutes. Yeah. It it would have been so much more depressing to pause it and see like 12 minutes in, another like 70 to go or something. Yeah, that would have just been disheartening and I might have (laughs) thrown in the towel. But... Um, if you can't guess, this movie's shit. <laughs> it really sucks. It's yeah. Not good. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely will have put the trailer at the front of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just cause, yeah, it, um, it was interesting. It borders on unwatchable, I would say. Yeah. The, I mean, it's, for half of this film, it's almost just a talking head. Type mm-hmm. thing. It's always just a yeah. just the headshot of whoever's talking. And most of the time, it's Ernest. And if there are like Ernest aficionados out there, I'm sure there are. If there are any listening to this, when did Vern drop out? Because there was no Vern. Are you familiar? You know, because we are Vern, right? You know, 
my main Vern. You know, yeah. uh, you know what I mean, Vern. <laughs> yeah. So what happened to Vern? Right, well, was, speaking of the straight to camera thing, did yeah. did the um, the one that was I would say most obvious mm-hmm. was when he was talking. They're talking to him as he's joining the army, mm-hmm. and they're doing that almost like little little song piece where it's like, oh, we're gonna get rid of these clothes, and then we're gonna do this and all this, and then it just turns into. But what about boot camp? What about tough GIs, grueling work, the breaking down of one's self-esteem with strong language, insults, and the clever use of profanity? What about that? You're not in the real army. You're in the reserves. We drive trucks on the weekend. And talk on the radio. And party all the time. So it's time to rock and roll. A-R-M. Why? Why? Because we're army people. P-O-P-L-E. Poople? Poople. What's wrong with poople? You and you just you just said the phrase that just annoyed the shit out of me every time. Army people, army people, army people. Yes, if you're army playing, people. I wish I had started writing it down when I first heard it. I didn't know it'd become such yeah. five or six uh, yeah, well, times written down in there. Well, that's I'm the sure thing. You, more. Well, you've got Ernest use it several mm-hmm. times, talking yeah. about how he wants to be army people, and, and then, then you've Ben, got ben. Uh, ben the first. And we'll get to Ben the second later. Yes. Um, and yeah, he he yeah. is yeah, is a guy who is just like, yeah, well, I'm army people, and army I'm people army get people. to drive. The- <laughs> yeah, you're not army people. Army people get to drive the big rigs. And- yes, <laughs> to, to back- yeah. So the plot of the, if you want to call it one, yes, is that Ernest would like to drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only way he can do this seemingly is by joining the army. <laughs> yes, despite the fact that he drives around the golf course collecting the golf balls yes, with his but feet. That's just not big enough. Uh, yes. He needs to drive. So instead of like applying for his CDL to like haul semis or anything, no, he needs to drive the uh, personnel carriers and yeah. um, you know <laughs> these just, sorts of things. Just giant vehicles. That's all he wants to drive. Yes. Uh, even though, as we see later in the film, he's not necessarily a great driver anyway. Mm, no. Perhaps Although, better with his feet than with his hands. Yeah, almost runs down the UN peacekeeping guy. <laughs> almost kills him at the beginning of the film. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. And, yeah, the entire crux of this is, oh, join the reserve, you'll never go into combat. And then this film ends up deciding that, oh, how do we get him into combat? I know, this guy will just send the reserve rather than the actual army. Because that'll work. Because, <laughs> yeah, because we want... Once yeah. again, yeah, there there are a couple of parallels between um, <laughs> Mission to Moscow and this. Once again, like, why is this group the one that's being chosen to go help out? Yeah, um, I, I guess there is a bit of a reason, because mm-hmm. it turns out that the guy who's sort of running this mission... Mm-hmm actually wants to give the missiles to some Russian people I guess they were Russian I think they were mm-hmm. Russian because they seem to be talking in Russian and they the guy who was behind the whole thing was in shadows holding mm-hmm. a white cat so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there was that uh-huh. oh my god um, did you think the general was just doing a very and I mean very poor John Candy impression yeah, <laughs> very okay. much so. Like he was really it felt like he was really trying to get some of his speech patterns or you know yeah. down, yeah, you know, like his inflections a lot. Yeah, in fact, like, I kind of felt like he was doing 
his character from uh, let's see, which one was I was trying to say I think his character from Cool Runnings mm-hmm. where he's got like come on guys let's go like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's what mm-hmm. he just watched that mm-hmm. and I was like okay now I'll do it see I was <laughs> getting some of Barf uh, <laughs> a little bit of barf in there. A little barf. Uh, and then what, what about? <laughs> I was like, what about spaceballs? Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I, upon starting this up, I wrote down this note and I said, "Like, is it me or did Jim Varney not necessarily die? Did he just regenerate into Mike Rowe? Because <laughs> upon starting this thing, and you just see him there, it's like." Is Mike Rowe in this? And it's like, no, that, that's Ernest. Well, okay. no, it looks like Ernest is like after Mike Rowe had a bad accent. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rest in peace, <laughs> Jim Barney. But, well, but Mike Rowe, I would say, is he's a decent looking dude. I would not maybe make that claim about uh, okay. it. But it does look like maybe a, a like the brother that didn't get the good genes. Maybe. <laughs> Although, say that. although, like people say, yeah. Jim Carrey's like the rubber face guy. I think Jim Varney had that down way before mm-hmm. Jim Carrey ever turned up. Just I think he's more leather, Le- leather faced, but oh, yeah, but no. just more the stuff that he's doing <laughs> with the face, whether or not it's good or bad. He's definitely, <laughs> no. definitely no. very rubbery there. The, the amount of punishment that face takes, <laughs> <laughs> the amount it delivers yeah. as well. <laughs> and it, mm. and I had to ask: is is this film? Anti-military? Because I think it is. <laughs> I, it's anti-film. Uh, yes. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yes. But, uh, it hates its audience, I know that. But th- this entire film, like, the general is only mm-hmm. interested in how he looks in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And the only other military people we see are the people in the reserves who are only in the reserve because they're not going to be fighting. So apparently everyone in this film doesn't want to fight. With the well, exception of the president for life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't think there's too probably too many military people that would cite this as one of their favorite <laughs> <laughs> military films. Unless uh, they're like, well, no, that's actually what command is like. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, we actually do use the phrase army people. I'm surprised yes. you didn't know. That's because we keep it secret because we're army people. Um, yes, only army people know about the army people. About army people. First of all, army people, let's don't talk about army people. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there are also a couple of lines in this that I felt almost still quite biting today. Like the whole thing of they don't want to go into war because it'll mess up the oil prices. Ooh, Mm. that one's stinging a little bit actually. Yeah, and I I mean I'm trying to think of like what the impetus was or motivation was. I mean, for this genre or like the part of the world this took place in. So I mean I know of course we had. Uh, or America rather had, you know, the the Gulf War, the first Gulf War mm-hmm. in the early 90s. So I don't know if that was, like, kind of what they were trying to capture on that, like, six-year nostalgia or something. Maybe, <laughs> um, or, or, because or it, maybe they were trying to say, like, you know, mm, war is... Because it is a very small country, supposedly, in the Middle East. Yeah. Like Kuwait. And, yes, Karifistan, yeah, by the Karifistan. way. That's the name they came up with for this one. It's got to have a stand in there. <laughs> and, and, of course, there's an example of the brilliant writing, as well as there's this reporter woman that Ernest ends April. up trying to say... I, I call her April O'Neill. Yes, April O'Neill. And, <laughs> and she is originally reporting on this guy who collects beetles. 
And his name was Mr. Beetleman. Beetleman. Now, <laughs> I, I, I let that slide. I'm like, that's just a, a self-given name, you know. I, I suppose, or, but I... Well, I I thought it was when they were first saying like this is this Beetle is the Beetle Man, yeah, like but, Batman, <laughs> but he's but, Beetle Man. But then when <laughs> they say, "Oh no, we're not doing this anymore," and he's like, "And yeah. she said, you know, Mister Beetle Man." Yeah, that. and it's like, wait, that's his wait. name? Yeah, it's like hearing <laughs> Spiderman. Wait, okay, thank you, Spiderman. You can go home now. Yeah, oh, it's like, actually uh, Spiderman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, and then based on that, I was like, oh, this is the writing style okay everything everything's gonna be <laughs> so they so they just went with the first option every time yeah. <laughs> when they wrote something down yeah, like, oh yeah this what guy called the beetle guy uh beetle man good next next guy <laughs> yes i mean beetle juice was already we taken. have 14 more minutes to get this script written let's move <laughs> yeah and then i i wrote it down because yeah i had to when i heard the line and like, the actual the general guy I figured out it's actually on a night, Dad, just because of the line. Like, you know, you know I hate the French. Oh, I re- <laughs> is he French? I hate the French. I wrote that down as well. Um, yeah. Which, uh, I don't know if you heard, listened to a, another episode, but we're trying not to alienate the French anymore yeah, yes. than uh, our good friend Honor did already for us. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> but, um, but yes, that's another uh, parallel. So I'm like, oh, wow, the two movies that hate the French here. Yes, um, <laughs> I mean, it just—I really don't know where to go with this um, thing. This, <laughs> like I and like even just from a production standpoint with this film, I don't know if you noticed when they had all of the mm-hmm. like the president was like, "We're gonna rise up and blow," and then everyone's holding their weapons in the air, like, "Yeah." I'm fairly certain most of the weapons were like wood cut out shapes of weapons yes. but they were just like in the air because mm. I couldn't find any detail on those weapons as I was looking oh, at no, them oh no no those were very cheap props <laughs> <laughs> very cheap yeah uh, I'm sure they might have even been you know unpaid like someone just cut those out on a weekend and yeah <laughs> painted them and brought them in as a favor I don't know <laughs> yeah and and Yes, as, as I basically said, at, at, <laughs> so the, very, both massage heads. Yeah, at the very beginning of this as well, <laughs> what the this. hell was with the prosthetic Arab guy? Mm. Who, like, you have a narrator, all, yeah. and it turns out it's actually just this one guy with a head wound, just <laughs> saying, just, he's there, like, mm-hmm. everyone else is just, oh my god, and he's just... Back straight against the wall, just like, and then this guy walks. Like, how, how many times do you think someone took a shoe and just whacked around the head? <laughs> Shut up! Oh, what I wouldn't have given for uh, Maurice Labarge to be the narrator for this. Uh, just, hmm, interesting <laughs> stuff. <Yeah. laughs> so he would have been, yeah. He's narrating the next viewer of this film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did write down somewhere in here, like, weird narrator guy. What's going on with the weird narrator? Yeah. Who, <laughs> that was one of my notes. Who, as it turns out, is the father of the annoying kid, that Ben just, Ali? Yeah. yeah, who just keeps um, trying to sell who, this charm to who I was anyone. calling short round Ben. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's the short round Ben. Yeah, who, um, who's more annoying? Short round or <laughs> oh Ben? Yeah, I like short round. Don't get me started. Yeah. Well, I, I found short round voice more annoying, but as a uh, character, mm-hmm. yeah, this guy. <laughs> okay. Like his entire motivation is I want to sell this thing and then when he finally does it on his second ever attempt on a person mm-hmm. he then realizes oh you saved my life uh, you can have the money back although I never saw him give the money back 
So I think he just said it. And then he's like, you can have the money back. I, I must have left it at her. <laughs> uh, checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to come to you. What the hell was that thing he sold anyway? I did some sort of charm. It looked like a like a thistle or something. It was yeah. Uh, it was a bell on a thing. I don't. know. I don't know. Yeah. It, I didn't care enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's seriously the quality of the video I watched. It, like I don't know if it was just the YouTube transfer, but it looked like shit. I don't know if like uh, it was certainly not high definition. I know that much, but no, well, yeah, um, I, I can tell you that uh, the the way I watched it, it wasn't in high definition, and I don't believe it exists. I don't believe. Definition. Yes, well, let's get those remastered and uh, yeah, and it, it yeah, it came out 1998, I believe, was the mm-hmm. t- yeah 1998 was when it came out. So before they really started, well, not only was, before they yeah. really started doing direct to video mm-hmm. in HD, but also. I don't think they had enough money to hire an HD camera. So this might have been shot with like the first webcam. Possibly. <laughs> that's, uh, so that's about the quality we're looking at, and about the same uh, refresh rate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what did you think of the um, the gooey gooey uh, gummy gag? Um, um, wasn't that just hysterical? Oh yeah, that was fun. The uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> I was it, trying to think of something to talk yeah, about. For, for those of you that don't know what that is, uh, he at some point he basically just holds up this box as if he's actually advertising this thing. Like it, mm-hmm. it kind of surprised me that it doesn't really exist and that he won't pay to yeah. advertise. So it. these like jujube type things. Yeah, uh, and it's like, yeah, you know, do you want them? Yeah, like yeah, they're really good. Oh, yeah, you have to chew them a lot, but they're really good. And then and told to eat the entire... Well, I don't... No, he's told to get rid of the box. Get rid of them. So he, so, so he eats the box. The box. Uh, and then... Yes. Hilarious. And then... Does he... Cough? Uh, I don't he remember. Gets, like, hit in the gut or something does he like that. Get, uh, something so that makes him mm-hmm. spit it out, and then this army guy now has basically a... Yes, that is, it's a uh, sugar-infused uh, face hugger. Yeah. Uh, and, and then... Yeah. And you think... Oh, that's funny. Mm. And then well, it goes on. But... <laughs> and it keeps going on. And it so he, keeps he gets, going on. He gets a, a rod uh, to try and, like, pierce to, to get it up. That's not working. So he then has something attached to the rod. So he pulls the rod over to the vehicle. And then it causes the vehicle to move. And then it clearly hits him. But all we see is two other bumpers bumping together. Mm. And then he's fine. I think. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, it seemed to have come off his face by the next time we saw him. So, <laughs> like this. So but that's it, uh, about hour or hour plus. Yeah, I mean, in case you haven't really noticed at this point, this film is really all over the place. It uh, <laughs> To say it lacks effort is a bit of an understatement. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it, and it, there's... There are so many scenes where Ernest is talking to someone and the camera is exactly what you don't want the camera to be, which is right in front of the face. And then it, it is not, yeah. It, it, so it's Ernest talking to camera and then it cuts to the other guy who's talking to camera and then it cuts back mm-hmm. to Ernest who's talking to camera. And every now and again, it then cuts to a slightly wider shot and then it'll be on the one person it'll zoom over to Ernest and then cut back to a face on shot it's like no don't do that don't do that <laughs> leave it in the wide <laughs> yeah it, yeah the uh, the two shots were just so distracting uh, <laughs> yeah it was very I even wrote down painful to watch yes <laughs> that's one of my notes <laughs> uh, I mean I, 
I wrote down a couple of things, kind of like I do when I'm going to be on the sword dress and similar thing, mm-hmm. where I write it down as I'm watching in, in order. And there was one where I wrote down where it's uh, at the end of the film, Ernest manages to rescue the reporter lady, the mm-hmm. April, April person, Neal-ish. yep, and he gets her out and then he's like you know but wait there's people here and her response to that is basically I don't care Fuck let's em. go <laughs> that so, was her response so I I generally I wrote down like I appreciate the desire to leave but this reporter is a real bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-huh. she's just like oh okay now you've rescued me let's go <laughs> but no I, I'm here to save people let's go <laughs> the, the people chose to live here and yeah, yeah just screw them yeah. yeah and then the only other note I wrote down of any r- real importance is did you notice the amount of tire squeal there was on the sand every time a vehicle came to a uh, stop on the sand unit it was <laughs> I did not I think I had just uh, totally checked out it, um, it basically sounded like a point. bus coming to a stop every time they stopped and started the vehicle yes which this huge vehicle can drive swiftly over sand and then just magically get stuck um, yes. at the inopportune moment. But And, of course, there's a wonderful thing that they put in to set up something at the end which didn't work anyway, which is there are rocks and then there are rock bombs. And you can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, it's like that rock you hide your key in, but deadlier. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, it's like, uh, you know, well, the guy, again, these are army people. Yes, they this, are army This guy people. hands someone two rock-looking things. One is a rock, and one mm. is this rock bomb. Mm. And he handed it to him and said, the one on the left is the bomb, the one on the right is the rock. And so, as they're passing it down, they're swapping hands. Which, of course, leads it to Ernest, and the guy says, give me the bomb, and he does the, uh, 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 I don't know, like, what is, and, and then at the end, like, and if it sounds like I just left that scene and went to something else, that's what happens in the film. There is no end to that scene. Mm. And Mm -hmm. then at the end, they come across a minefield of rocks in a desert. Yep. Yep. Uh, (laughs) That's what doesn't say. That not only do they... They then drive through, and he has to use his golf ball. Callback! Very clever storytelling. To to fling these rocks from in front of them to the back. But also, all of the other vehicles chasing them have no issue getting through this minefield. No, they're able to <laughs> easily steer around them or over them um, with, with minimal effort. And, yeah, and, uh, it, yeah. And then you also find out that some of them aren't even bombs. Some of them are just rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, big spoiler. <laughs> yes, and so it's like, um, you you laid this thing out specifically to make people think that it was a rock minefield, I guess, because everyone knows that these things exist. And yet, also just put some rocks in there. <laughs> just to fuck with them. He's <laughs> got some rocks yeah. out there too. They, they wanted to see some people go. Oh, I touched it. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they drive a little bit Wait. further and explode. Yeah. <laughs> Should I try to avoid all of these, or yeah. just try to some of them? I don't well, know. <laughs> I would just assume they're all mines. Um, but yes, as you will find rocks that are exact same size uniform as these, yeah. mo- or as these bombs are. I guess, are they mines? Or I guess they're... 
they're, I don't know, because they need a certain amount of force to explode. I, I guess. Their impact, I but... Get, they're, they're more... I guess they're more like, um... Like, say, C4 or something. There's got to be a certain amount of pressure to them. So, yeah. like, you can pick them up, mm-hmm. but if you then drop them, they'll go off. Like, there's, there's got to be that impact, I yeah. guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. <laughs> Moving on from the rock bomb mines. Yes. Uh... Uh, and... <laughs> And the only other note I wrote down here, uh, at the end of the film, uh, this guy who is president for life as you know, any mm-hmm. dictator, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I wrote, I got his name down here. Hang on. It is President Alma Habib Tafuti. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, oh, and by the way, anyone that has seen this but don't know, this was shot entirely in Cape Town in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And most of the people in it that are, not Caucasian are from Cape Town. Like that's where they got. Well, at least people, right? glad they got. I hope they got paid something. <laughs> yeah. For this. yeah. So he has this missile that he's taken from who was the government or something. I don't know. He's taken this missile, and this other guy wants it, and so they, in getting away, Ernest and the reporter, they take this missile, mm-hmm. and so they're being followed by the bad guys. Who are shooting at them? Mm-hmm. They're shooting at a vehicle mm-hmm. with an explosive missile on the mm-hmm. back of it. Yeah, yep. that's <laughs> yep. Moving on, <laughs> yeah. I see no problems yeah, there. So, uh, my note just simply said, "Wouldn't they not want to shoot the deadly missile?" <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of in the blast radius, I would imagine. Yeah, given how deadly it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, the, the the movie doesn't concern itself with that kind of, you know, yeah. this, why bother with any sort of <laughs> issue. Like I mean, there's, there is only one realistic moment in this entire film I found. Oh my god. What? Which was right at the end, the reporter is like basically going, you know, oh, I'm so thankful, I'm just going to kiss Ernest. So she kissed him, and then for... He has the weirdest lips in the world. They basically just... Like, <laughs> yeah, disgusting. On and her mouth. On yeah. her mouth. And he's just saying, sorry, my lips are quite... Ew! And then she just <laughs> walks away. Yeah. It sobered her up real quick, <laughs> I think. Because yeah. that guy. And then the, like, the end of the film, as it fades to the credit, go away. <laughs> oh, you can tell a restraining order is coming down the pipeline soon in that relationship. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so... And, Nothing against Jim Varney because I've seen what he could do with other things. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. he was contractually obligated. I don't know, but just a pure amount of mugging. I can only imagine it's increased so much from the original films. Like it must have just, they must have kept getting notes back. Just like you know, okay, uh, mm-hmm. the next one we need about twenty percent more of your. Just you're mugging it up, just like, like oh, and all of that stuff. <laughs> that must have been about five percent of the runtime. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's a couple other things, um, if you don't mind, I wanted to touch on. Yeah, uh, just you know the um, uh, along the lines of the gooey gummy gag. Um, we yeah. had. It, it was about every. It felt like about every fifteen minutes we'd get this set piece of a of a situation gone awry. Um, and yeah. So the next, you know, was the uh, the pancake cooking the pancake bit yeah. here, which this entire movie. I mean, in, in these examples illustrated the most derivative, childish, <laughs> juvenile 
humor. I mean, like, I guess that's who these... I mean, are these movies intended for just, like, eight-year-olds in... Possibly, but I think this is... You know, I think but this I even is badly think, done. But, even yeah, that. even that, I would say even a 1998 eight-year-old would have more sophistication than <laughs> yeah. what's presented here. So, I mean, you just got him grabbing this tank pitch, which somehow makes these uh, pancakes weigh, like, 50 pounds each or something. Um, yeah. Where it, like... Well, fall on a guy's foot and break his foot or completely bend a plate or a spoon or whatever but he can keep one in his pants and his pants stay up the entire time yep. um, to be used later uh, spoiler sorry folks to uh, disable the bad guy yeah um, yeah so we had him drinking motor oil in that scene which he didn't even I mean so is he illiterate as well? Because it clearly says motor oil, and he clearly it was clearly facing the, yeah. <laughs> the direction uh, that he grabbed it. Uh, he's just gonna grab anything off there and start drinking it. I guess. How has this man survived to be in his mid to late forties? I'm gonna say he didn't. <laughs> uh, Maybe yeah. it's a result of everything that now the reason he is the way he is now is because of all of this stuff. <laughs> Keeps drinking motor oil and eating tire pitch or patch yeah. tank patch. Yeah. I'm sorry, and they're all. All of these little just like side things that I didn't fully understand, like when in that cooking scene mm-hmm. where he's basically doing the voice of stuff like, you know, and then we're going to be adding this thing and and whatever, and so he lists off like four, uh, four ingredients, and then talks about the recipe, and then turns to the boy who's with him doing mm-hmm. the cooking and just says the line, "You'll understand when you're older." Understand what? Nothing you've said has been anything that... Uh, you understand recipes when you're older? I guess, I don't know. <laughs> have your parents explain recipes to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll explain why you need to have some flour in this one. I mean, <laughs> I could tell you, but I'm not going to. I, I, like, that line's just stuck with me when he just turned around, mm. and I actually rewound it and listened to it again. I was like, oh. there, there is nothing there that requires an explanation that was like later innuendo in life. or anything nothing. like that nothing adult content oriented or anything yeah yeah because I, I thought maybe I misheard it maybe there had been something I'm sure there. Ernest has just heard this phrase used by other competent adults and just thought <laughs> it's the thing you say to kids at random yeah. times I mean, <laughs> yeah, may, you know? maybe he had watched a cooking show where they had had some innuendo and he was mm-hmm. like oh so when I'm 20 seconds into the bit I say this <laughs> yes, line this is, this is how I do things yes uh uh-huh. He watched some Rachel Ray, and <laughs> he's like, "Oh, this will make a good gag." Yes, or some <laughs> Nigella Lawson for you English people there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and then uh, we had this moment where they actually tried to add some levity to the film with like Ben Number Two, Short Round Ben, yeah. uh, his heartbreaking story of his dead family and they're like this somber music I'm like why are we having this dramatic shift in tone uh, for this type of movie yeah and then you're just gonna just go ahead and just bomb everything tank everything here with this sad story well yeah I mean this is the film where Ernest when he's having an idea of himself in the army it's him walking around this car that is falling to bits. And like, yeah, I love that. Made. I love that. Even in his fantasies, he's incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a little bit of honesty, yeah. at least in his fantasies. Well, well, sort of. The car is incompetent. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that true. Mm-hmm. And, and then when he is Arab on quicksand, where he wouldn't, I wouldn't say Arab at all. He was just mm. earnest in a white shawl, basically. <laughs> yeah. And he's just giving this, like, 
it, not Lawrence of Arabia, but that's what sprung to mind when I was looking at this thing, and he's giving this speech, and then he ends up just, like, slowly sinking out of frame, and you'd think that, you know, by the time his head's at the bottom of the screen, that would be, no, mm. it keeps going, the sword is in the air, and then the sword goes down, and then when the sword disappears from view, that's when it cuts back to reality. And it, and I think that entire scene is about two minutes. Like, t- two minutes of runtime yeah. in this film that was completely unneeded. Even though this film was only... <laughs> I a- hope you meant that the film was completely unneeded. Yes. <laughs> yes. Take it however you want. Insert the, yeah. the Oxford comma wherever you would like in that sentence. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what about old uh, rapey Colonel Gullet? Uh, yeah. Was that a nice little touch? Where he's <laughs> just grabbing April O'Neil and like screaming no and yeah, keeps that, grabbing her. That was that quite was, uncomfortable. That was a little, <laughs> a little much, a little much. Yeah, again for an earnest film, you yeah. have someone that is basically attempting to rape a reporter. You mm-hmm. have the boy who uh, I'll entire, explain it to you when you're older. Paul. Yes, <laughs> the boy whose entire family he thinks is dead. Yeah, the people that want to take over the world, the Russian people that are only in it twice, and the entire mm-hmm. reason they're there is to be a reason mm-hmm. why someone would sell out yes. the country. Yes, Middle East politics. And, <laughs> uh, and again, this is an earnest film. Mm-hmm. So it's all of this stuff trying to make it somewhat somber at times. With comedies, it didn't work, really. I mean... Yeah. I will get to... I have a couple of lines written down that <laughs> I would to, to use the parlance that I always uh, have stolen from the worst idea of all time. That My Shining Lights would be um, where he starts talking about the Undertaker is going to be on Raw. I just thought that was enough. <laughs> I, I, it, it was a, a, a small little smile. I didn't laugh or chuckle or anything, but I'm like, yeah, you know, that was kind of amusing. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about, and then this one I thought actually was a well-written line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there was one well-written line, <laughs> and it was, a real soldier would never leave them out there, and ironically, neither will I. <laughs> it was a little bit of self-awareness there. Yes. Uh, that kind of gave me a little half chuckle. Um, but that's about as complimentary as I can get. Yeah, no, this, this film, <laughs> this film really should not have existed. <laughs> no, 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 it should not have. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm probably at some point going to rewatch Ernest Scared Stupid just, just, just for my own peace of mind. I, I gotta know, like that, yeah. It, <laughs> It definitely is better, and I, I, I'm afraid of watching it and finding out it's just as bad, but I, I don't think that's possible. I, I, I think what will happen is we'll watch it, and like, you know, it might not be as hilarious as it was when we no. first watched it, but it will still be, say, like well done for a kid's film type thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what the bar we're going for. And th- this, The problem with this is it's clearly a, a character from a kid's film in an army film. Yeah, which is not the, what kids watch. Like it's, it's yeah, it's just not. It, it just doesn't have an audience. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no demographic that would be interested in this movie. Um, yeah, which... I, I can't. I can't <laughs> think of what, what would work there. Yeah, yeah. I can't even find uh, specs on it. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know if it made a dollar. I don't I have no idea. Yeah, I. I believe I tried looking it up and mm-hmm. I couldn't really find it. Uh, I I do think it made soddle, basically. I, well, yeah, because it looks like it took about 
fifteen hundred dollars to make. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I believe that the return was not uh, not what they wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to quickly look up. Box Office Mojo only has five of them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> there's not that... enough detail to be able to. I yeah, don't even. I would be doubtful if this yeah. got a theatrical well, release. No, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think this was the fourth straight to DVD straight, well, straight to, to video. video then, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's no information on it, I, and yeah, unfortunately, this is the last one that came out before his death, and we don't know if there could have been. Like anything better down the line. <laughs> he could have redeemed himself yeah. uh, for this. Uh, oh, oh my god! I know we're running a little long here, but <laughs> I totally forgot what the hell was going on with the Bond villain guy that was just like randomly. Yeah, I know. Showed it there that just was that just like guy. stroking the cat. All uh, you know. Um, I mean, I guess this was like a year after um, Austin Powers, right? Because I think that was '97. The first Austin uh, Powers is the International Man of Mystery. Well, give me one second think. and I'll quickly look it up. I am doing this sans IMDb, so um, you will get an immediate right. auto-correction. 97, yeah. Ah, nailed it. Yeah. Um, so this was, you know, the year. So I was kind of thinking, are they trying to do something with a Mr. Bigglesworth there? Well, um, well either that or they yeah, are just doing Blofeld. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, that is the you know original, yeah, yeah, of that. But, I mean, what... We we really never got a whole lot of elaboration in because he's the puppet master essentially yeah, in this whole. Well, that, that's what I was scheme. saying earlier. It's like they only exist as a reason to give the guy from the UN mm-hmm. a reason to have someone to sell the missile to. I guess like he he wants to steal the missile away from them and sell it to this Russian guy who see him. Like, yeah. his, his guy just turns up like, and now this guy's here. When did he ever get a hold of? I was so yeah. confused by that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, I guess we will just skip over the rescue tent uh, pull gag. I wrote down. We'll just yep, go watch it on your own. Uh, yes. <laughs> also, yeah, just skip the rest. I think. <laughs> yeah, I did write down. I'm pretty sure this is worse than Police Academy Seven, mm. Mission to Moscow, and yeah, I, I think it definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was able to get through that much easier. Not to say it was good, because it was awful, but yeah. this was... I mean, we're approaching Mordecai levels of awfulness here, <laughs> which, if anyone knows my feelings on that, know quite how yeah. damning that statement is. Yeah, that, that uh, is, there's a little... Uh... It is low of the... It is Mordecai without the budget. <laughs> uh, <essentially. laughs> which, so, which somehow, at least to go on based on what you were just saying, kind of makes it better. Kind of gives it a pass, because, yeah, like, or not a pass. But yeah, it gives them a little bit of one because, oh my god, I don't know. Um, I did have one last question here that I thought of when, um, well I thought of it early, but you reminded me when we just started recording. If you were to recast Ernest, who, what modern actor would you pick would in you there? Recast Ernest? Um, I honestly don't know. I mean, I... Like I said, if you're going just based on visual, I think Mike Rowe could pull it off. Just because <laughs> <laughs> like, he, I think he's like he, I've seen yeah, Dirty Jones, uh-huh. and he's definitely good in front of the camera. He knows what he mm-hmm. can do that. Um, okay, but yeah, I, 
I'm not sure I would want one that I'm almost afraid to say this because I'm I, I, I'm afraid that I know I have no power, <laughs> but somehow I'm afraid by saying it, uh, it might happen, which would be horrifying. But Larry the Cable Guy, I think, <laughs> would be an amazing Ernest. Uh, and, and by amazing, I mean amazingly bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. I, I and I could see him totally being on board for it too. Oh yeah, because <laughs> oh, like. I think he would do anything. Um, yeah, uh, as we what are you see. saying? Yeah, uh, I think he would get her done. Yes. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> uh, just feel gross coming out. Yeah, of that. but uh, yeah, I think he would make a good one. I think All right, a good bad one. Yeah. I mean, I, the only other thing I have a funny film yeah. like with that character. Well, and I was I was thinking about as you were like, given that Ernest Stick is a lot of the rubber faceness and stuff, yeah. Like, maybe Jim Carrey if he would be up for it and they had the money for it like just, just to have that <laughs> blah, blah, type stuff. Like, uh, I don't know if Jim Carrey is ready to throw his career away completely yet <laughs> some people might say he has some people might say he has yeah uh, I said completely yes. um, yeah and I think that would certainly do it uh, yeah um, right. would you want to see it re I mean I guess there's really no appeal yeah I mean it's not our audience and it doesn't have one so yeah. I mean maybe enough time has passed now that they could do like yeah Ernest son or something like, yeah he, he some, had a kid somehow he had a son uh-huh. <laughs> All right. obviously that in the, or, yeah, it's a character of Ernest that would never actually happen I don't <laughs> think he would ever yes quite figure out the uh, operation <laughs> that would lead to a child but um yeah. Yeah, I think we've gone on long enough about um, this fine Definitely. Piece of motion uh, picture art. Now, the question here is: Do we decide on what the next one will be now, or do we wait? Because I was thinking the next one might not come out until closer to Halloween. Okay. So maybe we do a horror franchise. I think yes. <laughs> I think that would be at least watchable. Yes. So, so I've I brought up a couple here. Um, Jason now, X, yeah. I got Jason X because what I'm what I'm doing here is not reboots mm-hmm. because like a little bit I'm yeah, like, original franchise, yeah, original franchise, and I'm not counting Jason versus Freddy because that's across the last original Jason film. Okay, and then what are other Halloween options? Resurrection would be the the final uh, Freddy, the Freddy the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, Resurrection and Jason X are. Tradition, like within the mm-hmm. the line there. So, which out of those three, which would you rather go for? I will say. What do you, yeah? What do you? I do you have seen. I have seen the original Halloween, and I think H two O, but none of the rest. And Jason, I've seen maybe one of them, and it might be yeah. Jason X. So. <laughs> I know I've seen the first Jason. I know I've seen bits and pieces, maybe of like two or three or yeah. whatever. Uh, I think I, that's it. And I've seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, so. and I've only seen the first, I think, Nightmare on Elm Street all the way through. The one with Johnny Depp? Yeah. That mm-hmm. first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I've only seen the first one all the way through. <laughs> uh, the Halloween, I know I've seen Halloween 1, 2, 3. I think I've seen Resurrection. Yeah. Um, wait, is have you seen Resurrection? Is that... Is that the one where they're like watching? Is it, it's like a TV show? I don't know. Uh, I uh, I don't know. Let, let, I don't know. I think that's one of the Halloweens where. Let's yeah. see. Well, but, let me see here. Where it's right. like a meta, like so, haunted house. 
cast. Very quick here. So this is uh, three years after the event of the previous film, which is H2O. So that one Mm. seems like that one is just Halloween. Jason X is Jason in Space. And oh, Freddy's I think once you said Jason in space, we got to do Jason X. Jason in space. Jason <laughs> X. Um, I would say if listeners out there strongly want us to do a, a one of the other ones, we, we might consider yeah. switching over to that. But yeah. I think let's just go to him in space. Yeah, very quickly here. Synopsis. The, the film was conceived by Todd Farmer and space as a means to advance the film series while Freddy vs. Jason was still in development hell. Uh, so. uh, yeah. What lies beneath while Tom Hanks lost the weight for the second half of Castle. Uh, Chuck Campbell, uh, David Cronenberg, isn't it? Apparently. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people I don't really know. All right, well, we'll get to know them uh, before the next episode of French Fried. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it <right>. is decided. <laughs> yes. Yes, what, once again, I think we've ended this one by realizing that you shouldn't watch Ernest in the Army. Or no, Storm don't give it a recommend. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, not even for, <laughs> to, ironically, there's no way to ironically enjoy it. It's just yeah. a pure pile of garbage. Yeah, that's um, the thing. I, I kind of thought I might be able to ironically <laughs> enjoy it. And no, no it's, it's just... just Beyond awful. So, <laughs> please, I'm sorry if this was one of your favorites. I'm sure you were a lovely person before you took the fall on your head. <laughs> I would actually love <laughs> and to. You still are. I, I really would love to hear from someone that does genuinely enjoy this film because I want to. I want to mm-hmm. hear what their takes yeah. on it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> not for me either. <laughs> yeah. So, well, with that, yeah, we're going to wrap up here. Yes, uh, do get a hold of us on Twitter or Facebook, just Blogbusters, Instagram as well. If you want to get a hold of us through there, you can. I don't know how well you can get a hold of us, but you can get a hold of us. And do give us ideas for this. We have had a couple come in that we might bring up later down the line at some point, and we'll listen to anything you say. We'll take it on board, and whether or not we do anything with it. You'll just have to wait and see. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, so I've been Paul. I've been Brian. See you guys. Bye.